Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money, why our actions aren't always as good as our intentions and what, if anything, we can do about it. I'm Martha Lawton. And I'm Alex Lemon. And we're your hosts. Today on Squanderlust, why getting something wrong is a sign you're getting better. And why yet is the biggest little word. Today, we are talking about fixed and growth mindsets. Mm. I know. I know about this. Yeah. I've read, I've read the book. <laughs> so, but not for a while. So I just bravely say I've read the book and I haven't read it for about two years. <laughs> I'll see what I remember. That's all good. The book, the great book, Mindset by Professor Carol Dweck. So it is, put simply, the idea that people can change and develop and there is no inherent limit on our ability to change and develop. That is the growth mindset mm. in a nutshell. Mm. And it's an idea from educational psychology, but it has really wide-ranging implications for pretty much your whole philosophy of life and how you approach every possible problem you may come across. Because mm. in uh, Carol Dweck's book, there is quite there's a chunk of it that's about children and schooling and that kind of thing, but there's a bigger chunk of it that's just about all of us. Yeah, she she talks about business leaders and she talks about sports people and all sorts of situations where a growth mindset will help you to develop and progress and succeed in a way that not holding this belief that you can grow and develop and there is no limit inherent limit on your ability if you don't hold that belief you can be held back in all sorts of different ways and we're going to talk about how having a growth mindset can support you to become a better money manager today and how having a fixed mindset might hold you back and potentially cause you to do some harm to yourself and your finances mm. uh, if you if you aren't really aware of, of what you're doing. So I was thinking, I'm um, wondering if there's anything in your life that this has happened. Have you gone from being a fixed to a growth? Yeah, so well, think about... you know what, there are. I mean, I I was raised with a very fixed mindset about just about everything. <laughs> my parents, and I, you know, I don't want to speak ill of my very loving mum and dad, but they were raised with a real 
mindset themselves, my dad especially, that sort of every ability you have is innate and pretty much written into your DNA and you have the abilities and the talents that you're born with and if you're talented then you're a genius and you're wonderful and if you don't have those talents, well, that thing just isn't for you and you might as well just give up on it. And for me in particular, I was a super shy, socially awkward, just nerd <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> um, I had really no social skills, but I didn't know that social skills were social skills mm. and that skills could be learned. I know quite a few people like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, yeah. there is a belief that, yeah, that especially with social skills, that oh, some people are just really great with people. It's like, no, actually you have to kind of learn a lot of yeah. that. I mean, I, I like to say, well, no, babies spend the first four years of their lives not caring about anyone else. Mm. And then they learn how to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we're all a bit like that. Yeah. And when I started to learn that social skills were skills and that I could learn how to do them and then I could have friends mm. and social connections and enjoy myself with other people and they would like me back. Mm. That was revelatory, frankly, mm. and started moving me from fixed to growth in other areas as well. Once I realised I could learn to do one thing I didn't know how to do before. I started thinking, oh, well, maybe I could change other things about my life as well. And that became a sort of really positive cycle for me. I think about uh, sport at school mm. <laughs> and it, <laughs> how mm. we were kind of like, there was the people who were good at sport and all the teachers, you know, the PE teachers liked them. And then there was the rest mm. of us and we were rubbish at sport, apparently. And I didn't take up running until I was 26. And then I took it up and since then I've done like, some quite speedy 10Ks and half marathons and stuff, mm. which, you know, when I look back at myself at school, I never would have thought that I could have done that. Yeah. Because it was very like, you can't hit this ball. You can't run very fast. Like, you're not on the netball team. Yeah. That kind of stuff. It really, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a, probably exactly probably familiar that. to a lot of people in PE lessons at school. I, quite damaging psychological <laughs> arenas though. <laughs> Well, and but it shows up in all sorts of different contexts in school. It shows up in academic contexts. People label themselves as not good at mm. subject, whatever. And it can be academic subjects and it can be art or music. And then they will stop trying mm. if they have a fixed mindset around that area. I think before we get into the characteristics of, of what it means to have a, a fixed mindset or a growth mindset, we should probably address quickly something that people often misunderstand about fixed and growth mm. mindsets because when we say there is no limit on your ability everybody has the power to change and develop everybody has their power mm. to achieve beyond what they think they can achieve mm. in some people's ears that sounds like we're saying that the world is a meritocracy yeah and the only reason you're not an amazing success at everything you ever wanted to achieve in your life is because you don't have the right mindset. Yeah, my God. It just sounds like a really horrible Instagram post. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? And that is not what we're saying. No. <laughs> okay, so people with the same mindset and the same starting point on their ability, but with different levels of support and resources, will have different outcomes. Mm. Okay, so your mindset you know, doesn't negate the fact that people with access to great teaching mm -hmm. and people with access to great facilities and resources mm. and, support. and support are going to have better mm. outcomes. Mm. All it says is your start point doesn't define your end point mm. and that 
if you are sufficiently motivated, you can there isn't actually a fixed end point that you can reach that you will never surpass. Mm. It just says um, people might be at different levels on that because of what their starting point was. What their starting point is and but you can how well increase. You are. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So we're definitely not ignoring kind of structural inequalities and, and things like that. Mm. Important to get that out of the way quickly. Mm. But yeah, so let's go into some of those characteristics of what it means to have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. So first of all, fixed mindsets kind of started to say this already but they believe that everybody has a certain amount of talent that you're pretty much born with in any given area whether that's like you said running whether it's foreign languages maths sewing playing music managing money etc etc once you reach the limit of that talent it's pointless to put further effort in trying to develop it it's pointless trying to learn more further teaching effort isn't going to make any difference that is it that is how good or bad you are Mm -hmm. and so because of that there is a tendency when things get tough to just give up because the assumption is I've reached my limit Mm. and alongside that that makes Anything that might be challenging or might feel like it's at the edge of current ability feels really scary for somebody in a fixed mindset. Mm. Because what if they discover their limit? Mm. Mm. This sounds like me and my um, my hobby of writing. Right? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to start writing because then I won't found, find out I'm terrible at it. I'm actually quite good at it, but I'm just every single time scared that I'm going to discover I'm terrible at it. So I just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. writing as a practice like anything else. Yeah. And that that's very much, you know, and I, I, I don't want to ever sound like we're blaming anybody for having a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is a thing that people inculcate in you mm. in your youth mm. you know you're not born with a fixed mindset no, it's a very it's um a... formative yeah period this sort of stuff gets embedded in us at a sort of very foundational level at a very early stage in our lives and it can come from our parents or mm. um but it can definitely come from our schooling or any close party to us in in our earliest years and then it when it gets embedded like that you can't even decipher where it came from it's just becomes yeah. part of you yeah, yeah. So it, it's very, it is embedded very, very early on. And it, it comes from being told you're great at for being praised for being good at the thing yeah. instead of being praised for having worked hard to mm. get good at the thing. It feels quite sort of counterintuitive in a way that, mm. you know, why would that be the thing that being told you're good at something makes you like fixed? in your mindset about that and everything else, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually that when the praise is for you for being talented, your level of talent is something that's outside of your control. Mm. If the praise is for you for having worked on the thing and then achieved it, Mm. you can control the level of work you do. Mm. So if you're praised for talent, you see all of your abilities as either talent, which you either have or don't. Mm. And that's the fixed mindset. Mm. And it's scary because it's outside of your control, Mm. right? If you're good at it, then you didn't make yourself good at it and it might just disappear somehow. And if you're not good at it, then you there's no learning within that praise about how do you get good. Mm. There's no indication Mm. from talented, untalented. Mm. 
that there might be a journey you could take to getting better. Mm. Whereas if the praise is, oh, you obviously worked hard at that, then you know that working hard is the thing that produces the good work. Mm. And if as a child your response is, actually, I didn't, I just made this thing, mm. then to develop a growth mindset in response to that, the answer to that is to say to the child, well, we need to give you a harder problem then mm. because you obviously find that easy. You've learned how to do that. Let's bring you on to learn the next thing. Mm. But I know, I mean, speaking from personal experience, that was not how I was taught. I was not ta told, oh, well, you've obviously learned that. Let's give you something better to do. Let's mm. learn, bring you on to the next thing. I was just told, oh, you're talented. You're good at that. Mm. Or you're not. This is obviously not for you. Yeah. My schooling was very like that too. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Straight out of the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So because of that, People with a fixed mindset tend to be, like I said, very scared of challenges, scared of mistakes, because if you make a mistake or you don't do well at something, it either means you don't have talent in that and you're inherently flawed, mm. or it means that your talent has disappeared. Mm. Um, because, again, we, we're saying that in a fixed mindset, talent is not controllable by the person with the talent. Mm. Um, but there's also a tendency to sort of be quite vain and mm. show off about those abilities because, again, if you have a fixed mindset, being good at something just means you're inherently brilliant. Mm. Like, it's about you as a person being brilliant, mm. not I have worked towards this goal and mm. achieved it. And so could you. <laughs> and so could you. Yes, yeah. anybody could. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's the a sign. door on that. Mm. It's a sign of your own specialness if you're good at something with a fixed mm. mindset. I mean, I've like I've worked quite a bit in the tech industry, and this has just got tech industry written all over Ooh. it. There's <laughs> a lot of very shiny beacons in the tech industry who are, you know, geniuses, and, mm -hmm. and it's very much, you know, there's a, a vested interest in these people 
perpetuating the genius myth, even if they did work hard, because it makes it look like an inaccessible mm. position. So growth mindsets. Yeah, growth mindsets. Growth mindsets are the reverse of that. Believe that with the right support, enough time and dedication, anyone can learn to do anything. And so see challenges and mistakes as just part of the pathway to growth and potentially a sign that you're about to level up. So rather than seeing this as like, oh, no, I've made a mistake. That's the end of the road. It's like, oh, I've made a mistake. I must be getting to a point where I'm about to learn something new. Mm. And similarly, kind of being a beginner actually tends to feel quite good for somebody who's in a Mm. growth mindset because it's all about, oh, this is opportunity. Whereas somebody in a fixed mindset finds being a beginner quite uncomfortable unless they're starting and then immediately show a lot of promise. So somebody with a growth mindset will tend to be quite resilient. If something goes wrong, they tend to look for solutions if they get stuck on a problem. Um, and they tend to be quite humble about their abilities because, as, as we we're just saying, they see this as a result of putting the work in, not a sign of kind of innate genius. Mm. And so in terms of money, to bring it back to that, mm. somebody with a fixed mindset will say things like, I'm terrible with money or I can't budget or in... Um, one amazing case from a workshop I did, never forgotten this woman, where we were talking about keeping financial records and she described herself and said, I'm a paper thrower, I'm not a paper keeper. Oh, right. And she literally got a fixed mindset about the idea of whether one has a file folder mm. or not. Mm. <laughs> mm. Regardless of whether it would be useful, it's just not what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, and and the the key thing for spotting that fixed mindset is the label mm. that she's putting on herself. God, I, a paper thrower. I hope she never works freelance. <laughs> I pray that she's always got a nice, comfortable, stable, <gasps> employed job because she's gonna she's gonna be in trouble with HMRC quite quickly. I think the really interesting thing is that the way that you spot when you're having a fixed mindset about something is you put yourself in a box. And the key thing is you use a noun to describe yourself when you're speaking with a fixed mindset. So let's think a bit more about what this does mean in terms of money and money management. We've already mm. said some of the things that people will say. Because there's an interesting point about this as well, actually, that you can be fixed mindset in one thing. And very growth in another. And two, you know, not even necessarily quite desperate things, things that could have a relationship, but you just don't see the relationship. Or, yeah. you know, it's not that you are entirely fixed and entirely growth. You can be, I mean, you probably can be. <laughs> it's mm. just every element within it is, is a spectrum as a whole and every element within it is also its own spectrum. So you might be very good at, at growth mindsets about, like, you know, being a runner, but you might be very fixed mindset on... Another kind of sport or a hobby or even, yeah, about your finances. So it's kind of, yeah. it, you don't just so that I guess people don't look at themselves as, oh, I'm totally growth or I'm totally fixed, which is, again, yeah, putting yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. in a little yeah. box. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. They're all bits of us and we can, you know, in all the tasks that or things that need to be done, you can be in different places. Mm. Yeah, and, and you can develop a more growth mindset by thinking and talking in more of a growth way. So that's a really important thing to say as well. You, this is something that you can develop. So if you spot yourself thinking in more of a fixed mindset way about one aspect of your life, you can start to move into a 
more of a growth mindset and that will help you to be more resilient, better at overcoming problems with it and just generally will get you better outcomes in terms of how you deal with whatever that issue or situation is as well as generally meaning that you just have a better time because you're not scared that your talent's going to go away Mm. there's evidence that people with a growth mindset recover sooner from depression and all sorts of interesting positive outcomes can come about with it Mm. so because there is part of you know part of it well the basis of it is that you know your abilities are not given to you they are a choice and yes. that you can work on those to improve them you know yeah. to a different degree depending on what support and resources you have available but that you can always improve yeah and choice being an important part of it but obviously we don't get to choose that we have to sort our money out unless yeah. <laughs> we are you know money bags malone which most of us are not yeah so the kind of the thinking with this and your finances is you know yes the kind of not writing yourself off by boxing yourself in with I'm terrible with money but you know there's a lot to do and some people do find it difficult but that this is an approach that may help you find it easier to move yourself along into sorting stuff out absolutely Um, looking after your finances unfortunately isn't really a choice yeah Um, (laughs) but but the way that you approach it is a choice absolutely Um, and that you can approach it with a in a growthy way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that can be a real issue is that people with a fixed mindset are much more likely to experience a lot of shame when things go wrong mm. because, again, it feels like and it's a sign that you're inherently flawed in some way. And I that should means be good at this. I should be good at this or, well, that's just me being flawed and then that's very defeatist. It means it's very hard for somebody with a fixed mindset to feel like it's worth seeking advice in the event of something going wrong with their finances or even not something going wrong but just having reached the current limit of your Mm. knowledge or or ability or skill, you then need to turn to somebody to help you get to that next step. Mm. People with a fixed mindset will often be quite ashamed. They don't want to seek that advice. They're scared. They're embarrassed of not knowing. Or if it is because of a problem or an issue, Mm. then that's scary to have to own up to that issue. So they often will try and hide problems and not fix them. Mm. And obviously, with regard to finances, if you're trying to hide a problem and not fix it, the chances are that problem is getting worse over time. Mm. So super important. Whereas people with a growth mindset are much more likely to seek help to go get advice because they don't see that as a reflection on them to have yeah. got advice. It's mm. it's just about, oh, this is how I grow and develop. Mm. I've reached the limit of what I currently know. Currently, yeah. the way forward is to ask somebody who knows more and that's mm. a normal and reasonable thing to do. Mm. So let's talk about how you go about actually making your mindset a little more growthy. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah, I was thinking about this from a point of view of there being, you know, you can be growth or fixed in different areas of your life. Mm. You know, and if you're thinking about finances, you could well be falling into the fixed mindset quite quickly. So what about a place in your life where you do feel quite growth mindset? Thinking about that and yeah. what am I like there? Yeah. And how does that feel as yeah. then you hear about what are the factors of that yeah, that yeah. you need to pull out and use? Yeah, you know, that like you might have a very growth mindset about, you know, your career or, or your hobbies or, or something, you know, yeah. that yeah. that could be useful. So just as a primer, yeah. prime yourself with the thought of what's your growth mindset area. Carol Dweck herself uses this brilliant phrase, which is the power of yet. So instead of I can't, you say I can't yet. Mm. If you, instead of I don't, it's I don't yet. 
mm-hmm. or I haven't, I haven't yet. When you start switching into that kind of future focusing way of talking, it's, yeah, it's a lot more growth instantly because you're leaving space for yourself to develop. Whereas I can't, there is no, that's final. We've actually occasionally used some fixed language on this show mm-hmm. in the previous series, we've used occasionally an underspender or an overspender to describe mm. ourselves. And those are classic fixed mindset terms as if you're perpetually and forever mm. going to be an underspender rather than somebody who typically has tended to underspend but can make different choices if they want to in the future. And me as somebody who typically has tended to overspend but can make different choices in the future. Mm. You can feel the possibilities opening up in front of you when you Mm. change that language a little bit. Mm. And the other one, which is a fun one because it's uh, about changing how you talk to other people, Mm. but that changes your mindset in yourself as well, Mm. which is to avoid praising people and instead praise their actions. So instead of saying, you're a genius, you're so talented at that, you're so great at that, Instead saying, oh, you clearly worked really hard at that or you did that really well Mm. and praise the action instead of the person for what they've just done. And you can do that for yourself as well, of course. You know, you can say to yourself, well, my work is paying off or I've got this. I wonder how I can take it to the next level. Mm. Or if something doesn't go so well, say, well, I obviously have something else to learn, not, oh, I can't. Mm. Or think about, oh, I wonder what I need to do to improve. Or I wonder who can help me to get better. Mm. Those things can all help turn your fixed mindset into a growth mindset. And when you're doing that around your money, I think you'll see that it becomes much easier. It kind of, like we said, creates space to think about it in a way that a fixed mindset sort of puts you in a box. And then that makes it very difficult to see your way out. And anything that allows you to open out your horizons with regards to problem solving around your money is going to be probably a pretty good thing. There's some definite callbacks to stuff that we talked about in season one. Mm. I love doing this. You know, I love doing this. <laughs> Go and listen to our old episodes if you haven't already. Um, <laughs> but there's a, like fixed mindset is very much all or nothing stuff. Yeah. So Go and listen to that one. And I think the kind of the growth mindset is a lot about being kind to yourself, like self-care stuff, like forgiving yourself for not getting it right first time, like for trying, for keeping going, you know, that kind of resilience comes from a bit of self-compassion. So there's, yeah, app on self-care that you can yeah. listen to for that as well. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> on which note? <laughs> I'm going to go and grow in a corner somewhere. You've been listening to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money. Your hosts were Martha Lawton and Alex Lemon. You can find us online at squanderlustpod.com, where we'll put links to show notes, books and articles we mention, and other interesting things. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or you have a story to tell about something you've heard here, get in touch through the website. If you enjoyed Squanderlust, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and rate us too. The more stars you give, the happier we get. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Squanderlust is sponsored by Wardour Studios in Fitzrovia, London, with production by David Smith, Charlie Brandon King and Alicia Cunningham. Our theme music is by Wardour Studios and graphic design by Jason Reed. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 
My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.